0: Well listen as you know it's a baptism day today and uh, I'm sure coming in some of us were baptized in a different way just wading through all that rain and stuff this morning just getting here but listen it's always a privilege to baptize people because it's a commitment I love what Cookie said the old is gone the new has come when you're baptized into Christ you are a new creation Today we're gonna to be baptizing eight or nine folks, a couple in the first service, seven in the six or seven in the second service. And so as a build up to our baptisms, it's always a good thing to just look back perhaps and examine a little bit what baptism symbolizes. For those who are being baptized today will add meaning and significance. For those of us perhaps who have been baptized perhaps even many, many years ago, it's a pertinent reminder exactly of the commitment we made in those days when we were baptized. So baptism, what is it all about? Well, baptism really, it's a sacrament, it's a ceremony whereby we have chosen to declare to the world that we are now disciples of Jesus Christ. It's very interesting that next week we're going to start a six-week course or theme looking at discipleship. Really we probably could have even started it today because baptism is that mark of saying I'm going to be a disciple of Christ. I'm nailing my colours to the mast. The ones who are being baptized today have come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They believe that He is the Son of God who went to the cross to take away their sin, to die in their place, to bear their penalty that was due them. But He did that on their behalf. And not only did He die for them, but He rose for them to give them a promise and a hope of eternal life. The first occasion we meet or we encounter baptism in the New Testament is in Matthew chapter 3 and there you've got this prophet named John the Baptist and he's gone out into the wilderness of Judea down there where the Jordan River is and there people are coming to him to be baptized. But what is John's message to those who are being baptized? We find that in Matthew 3 verse 2, it's simply this, repent for the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. What does repent mean? Repent means to turn around, to go in a different direction. John the Baptist was exhorting the crowd here to turn away from their rebelliousness towards God God, and to turn back towards God, to turn back in terms of obedience to honoring God and putting God first in their lives. Repentance is not just a turning away from something, but it includes a turning towards something, a turning towards what God has and wants for us. Significantly, in uh, the next chapter, Matthew chapter 4, we read Jesus coming to his first words to the, rec- to the crowd recorded in the, in the New Testament. What are Jesus' first words to the crowds in the New Testament? Exactly the same. Verse chapter 4 repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near Jesus and John were in tune Jesus and John were unified in their message to the crowds repent turn around go a different way live how God asks us to live going back to Matthew chapter 3 after John challenges the crowd to repent what do they do Verse 6, Matthew six, Matthew 3, but rather verse 6, Confessing their sins, they were baptized by Him in the Jordan River. Yeah. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by Him in the Jordan River. The crowds that day recognized that they were not living as good Jews should. They had ignored God, neglected God, shunned God, disobeyed God. In the words of Moses back in Deuteronomy, they had abandoned God, the God who made them. They had rejected God, their rock, their savior. Even though God had come near, they had rejected him. They had not responded in the way that he, they should have and paid attention to it. But on this day, as they come and meet John the Baptist, as they hear this message, their hearts are convicted once again. They are confronted by their desperate state. And what do they do? In confession and repentance, they get right back with God. Can I pause just to say a couple of things about this? The place of confession and repentance is always the starting place of anyone's Christian journey. It's that place where we recognize that we all have sinned. We've all shunned God. We've all turned away from God at different times. That we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard for our lives. And that we need to give our lives over to Him. We need to give our hearts, our wills, every part of our being back to Him, to obey, to follow, to walk with Him. And that's what these guys who are getting baptized today are essentially saying. They are saying, at one time I lived a life that shunned God, lived in rebellion towards God. But today, I now want to live in that place of right standing with Him. And I'm going to declare to the world that I'm going to live in that place of right standing they've recognized their sinfulness but they've also recognized the great forgiveness that God offers them in and through Christ that all of our sins can be washed away and cleansed the second thing I just want to say is this that place of repentance and confession actually should be a regular visiting place for every Christian that even though we've given our lives to Christ, even though we come to church Sunday by Sunday, even though we read and pray during the week, even though we perhaps have even been baptized or dedicated, gone through all those things, we still sin, don't we? Because we have that sinful nature. And so Christ's invitation is always come back to that place of repentance and confession when we do sin there is that place to come back to I love the words in 1st John 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us I love that word purify cleanse us from all unrighteousness for those of you who have perhaps come for the first time today for those of you that have come to watch friends or family being baptized can I let you into a secret You're not sitting amongst a bunch of really holy, sanctified people. Well, you are in a sense. But actually, you're sitting beside a sinner. You're sitting beside somebody who has fallen. We all have. But sinners who recognize the great grace of God. Sinners who recognize that we've been forgiven, that we have been cleansed from all unrighteousness. And people that still recognize Day by day, week by week, we still need to come to that place of cleansing. We still need to come to the foot of the cross and ask him to forgive us. I love the words of Jesus that Jesus, the second words of Jesus that were spoken to the crowds in Matthew chapter five, Jesus' first words to the crowd in Matthew chapter four were, "Repent." What were Jesus' second words to the crowds? We find those in Matthew chapter 5, and it's a stunning message of hope and invitation to all of us. These are Jesus' second words to the crowds in the New Testament in the book of Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. What do those words mean? those who admit to their sinfulness those who recognize their spiritual poverty and believe that what christ did for them on the cross is enough they are welcomed they will find the kingdom of heaven isn't that great news that all we have to do is be sorrowful be be poor recognize our poverty of spirit the saint who comes into the kingdom of heaven is one who recognizes their need for Jesus and then it goes on they mourn they have a deep sorrow for their neglect or their rejection of God at times when those who mourn over their sin what happens to them those words tell us that they will be comforted you see God loves to draw himself near to those who are repentant to those who confess God is only too happy to draw himself close to them Two brilliant stories as you read through the New Testament. One of them is of the, the parable of the, the sinner who went into the temple one day to pray. And what was his prayer? His prayer was simply this in Luke 18, Lord have mercy upon me, a sinner. God heard that man's prayer. And then the other story, and we're coming up to Easter time, aren't we? And we will we'll see that the recreation of the Easter story, but as Jesus hung on that cross that day, There were two thieves on either side of him. And one of them just said these words, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus words to him today, you will be with me in paradise. God loves to draw himself close to those who are repentant and will willingly confess. So those who are being baptized today, are simply those who have recognized their poverty of spirit, have mourned their condition, recognized that they've rejected a God at one time, but have recognized and responded to God's wonderful invitation to travel on a new way, to confess their sin, to repent, and to come back to Him. They have started on a new course of life. It's a narrow way, yes. It's a difficult way, yes. It's a way that might be different to the norm, to the culture that we live in. But it's the way that they know believes and believe that honors God if we go back to that Sermon on the Mount Jesus first words opening words on that Sermon on the Mount were blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted as Jesus comes to the close of that Sermon on the Mount though what does he say he gives us a bit of a warning and he talks about two gates and two roads that people can enter and people can travel. One gate is very wide and it's easy to enter. One road is very wide and it's easy to travel down. It's the road of pleasure, self-fulfillment, ease, comfort. It's the road of doing and believing whatever you want to and just cracking on with life. It's the road that many take ignoring God along the way. But Jesus warned the listeners that day and he said, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it these guys have decided to avoid that road they've decided to enter by a different gate the other gate the second gate is narrow Jesus said it's the gate of discipleship it's the road of obedience to Christ it's the road less traveled to quote a famous book but it's the road of faith and belief in God that through his spoken word they can be right with God and in Jesus' words, those who travel down this road are these. Small as the gate and narrow the road that leads where? It leads to life. And only a few find it. Today, we want to celebrate those who go through the waters of baptism because they are shunning the, the wide road, the easy road, the wide gate, the easy gates. And they've chosen a hard path. They've chosen to follow Jesus, to walk with Jesus. It's not an easy road to walk down but is filled with hope a living hope and an eternal hope today as you guys come and are baptized we the church stand with you we encourage you as you make your stand for him as you declare to the world today that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior as you have chosen to walk the narrow path we pray with you, we pray for you, and we will stand with you knowing that your, His peace that surpasses all understanding will be with you. We pray and we stand with you that His joy will be your strength through the trials and the tribulations that come our way as we walk this narrow path. We pray that you will know His grace that can pick us up when we fall. Again, just coming back to that place of repentance and confession that we all need to. But here's the big thing. We pray that you will also know the hope. The hope that as we all walk this journey of life, as we all walk this narrow way, as we all enter through that narrow gate of Jesus, that we recognize that anyone who is in Christ is dead to sin. That sinful nature has been killed off. It's, it's dead. It, it shouldn't rise anymore. And God calls us to that life of discipleship where we are a new creation. As again, as Cookie said, the old has gone, the new has come. Let's not go and live the old way. Let's live the new way. Let's keep living on that narrow path. As the band come on up, we're just going to go into a song now. It's called Hope's Anthem. And then is going, going to lead us through the baptisms. But the chorus goes, let hope arise. And we just pray for you that are being baptized, that you would recognize again the hope that you have in Christ, the hope of abundant life here upon this earth. But for all of us, the hope of eternal life. At that day where God either calls us home or He returns, that we have that eternal life in Him. May we encourage you. May we support you in this act as you nail your colors To the mast that you have decided to walk that narrow road to walk it with him going with you before you he will surround you and keep you as you walk on that road and maybe that is for a challenge for all of us for us who have been baptized again may that refresh something within us may that spark something within us god just renew that new life to me that I had maybe that day that I was baptized. Refreshing something again, maybe that has been a little bit drowned out by the things of the world. Just let us too focus on that that hope. New life in Christ. The old man is dead, the new man has arisen. Let's just stand. Heavenly Father, we just wanna say thank you for the hope of baptism, for the symbolism of baptism. We just say thank you that when we are baptized, The old is gone. We come up out of the water new. Our sins have been washed away. We've been cleansed. Father, may we rejoice at that. But Lord, may we also rejoice at the fact that as we walk this narrow road, we've got a hope in you, the hope of abundant life here, but eternal life and eternity. Father, we say thank you for that amazing hope this morning. Amen. Let's rejoice together.